It's radio theater for your soul. It's radio theater for your soul. With storytellers gather around the mic. Come on, let's go. Live readings, traditional, contemporary, original, scripted plays, film, and poetry. The storytellers gather around the mic to be with your host, Miss Shanice C.L. Coleman, a.k.a. Courageous Love, always just a cut above. Yeah. Soul audience, thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to season seven of my radio show. My name is Shani C.L. Coleman, also known as Courageous Love, and I am your host who will be gathering with the storytellers around the mic weekly. Storytelling is a gift. It is meant to be shared, and our mission is to continue to provide a global stage for storytellers of all genres of storytelling. Even from the subways of New York City, you're listening to Radio Theater for Your Soul. So, does anyone want to know what Radio Theater for Your Soul is really all about? Yeah, tell us what is Radio Theater for Your Soul. You want to know what it's about? Oh, yes. Yeah. I'll tell you. In a nutshell, it is all about storytelling and storytellers featuring voices, unique voices, the written and or unwritten words during this broadcast, podcast, episode, show, whatever you prefer to call it. I call it internet radio, our global stage, as mentioned earlier, our gathering place around the mic that virtually replaces the baobab tree, where all kind of stories continue to be shared. So please stay tuned. You're listening to Radio Theater for Your Soul, where storytellers gather around the mic. Gathering around the mic to share their voice is another great featured storyteller with another great story. Enjoy! Hey there, Sweet Beans. You are now listening to Nithia Hayward coming to you live from New York City. And I would say I feel like I am about to dictate a dating profile to you. I like long walks in the park. I like food. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, so college educated, NYU purchased college, still paying for it. And I grew up to be a funny educator, a funny teacher. And I am the founder of Private Comics, Inc. is an educational entertainment company. And... 
I hope this story inspires you to take a leap of faith. And of course, if you like more of these stories and some entertainment at your event, please feel free to reach out to me. So check me out at www.privatecomicsent.com. That's P-R-I-V as in Victor, A-T-E, comics, C-O-M-I-C-S-E-N-T.com. Or you can email me at privatecomics at gmail.com. So listen and enjoy. So this is the story about how I ended up living in China uh, back in from 2020 to 2021. I spent a year and I would say four, four months in China. Now, here's the story of how it happened. Now, first, I got to take you back to May of 2019. So I was doing some adulting and thought about, okay, what am I going to do with my life and all this other uh, almost middle age stuff. So I decided to be a little bit more proactive about my speaking career. I thought, you know, I want to be not so much a famous comedian. I had attended Toastmasters to refine my speaking ability because it's a little different from actual stand-up comedy. And I figured, you know, let's be a public speaker. I can still teach and travel around and blah, 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 blah. So I didn't want to go back to the classroom. So I said, you know, let me just Uber because there seems to be some money in that. So let me just Uber. So I started renting a vehicle uh, and they have this thing where when you start to Uber, you can rent um uh, if you didn't have a car, I didn't have a car at the time, so I started renting the the Uber car. So I'm rolling around New York City looking like a, a cab driver, but to me, in my brain, Uber driver is not the same as a cab driver. But anyway, so I'm Ubering, and I uh, ended up uh, renting uh, a vehicle that actually cost me, it put me in debt. And that will, I'll explain that later on, okay? All right, so this is May of 2019. Now June comes. And at this time, I actually had my own car this time. I had bought a um, a Honda CR-V because I was seeing how it wasn't very cost effective to actually rent the Uber vehicle because of the fact that I ended up in debt. So it was actually more affordable to have my own vehicle. So I had this cute little um, red burgundy um, Honda CR-V. So in June, I meet this guy named Chemistry. It's really nice white guy. And I'm in this ritzy neighborhood in uh, Upper Westchester, and I get a uh, that little dingling on the the Lyft app actually to go uh, into this uh, ritzy, fancy, rich neighborhood up in Westchester. So I pull up, and there's two guys there, and. I'm waiting and looking at them like, okay, well, which one of you is chemistry? Let's just say his name is chemistry. And they're looking at me. I'm looking at them like, um, hello, didn't you guys call a lift? And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, uh, I'm him. So come to find out it's the guy's brother. And so chemistry gets in the car and he starts yapping his gums. And I'm like, this guy's talking a little too much. And he kept saying, I'm so happy. It's you who picked me up because there was some other guy in the app. And I guess, you know, you were closest. So it switched to you. I'm so happy it's you and not that guy. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever. So we're talking and I'm looking in the rearview mirror and he's leaning back with his, his hands behind his head, like real relaxed. And I was like, dude, this is not a therapy session. What the heck? So he's telling me, oh, he got to change his life, and he's visiting his brother, and he's in town uh, for a, um, a college reunion, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, yeah, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. And he says to me, how about you turn off the app so I can take you to lunch? 
And I was like, um, I don't know you. And I watched too many scary movies because I'm like, this is how how the black lady ends up turning up missing because she went to lunch with this strange white guy. Oh, no, absolutely not. So another reason why I told him no is because back in May, I decided to be proactive about my career. And so I started to go see a, um, I went to a therapist because I thought that would I, I just wanted to be uh, uh, clear and determined about what I wanted to do. And sometimes I can get on my own nerves about being very indecisive and easily distracted. I just did, didn't want to do this this time. And every time I do any kind of business venture, I would always consult uh, one of my older, older um, uh uh, mentors that I know who are in business before I uh, embark on a project. So, but this time I said, let me get my mind right because I was getting upset with myself about being so indecisive. So anyway, I was like, no, I have something to do. Um, I don't think that'd be a good idea. And I was nervous because I I just met this guy like 22 minutes ago. Okay, so I finally get to his destination. I took him to the train station. And he goes to get out my car and he walks around to the, the driver's side and pulls on my door. And I saw so I put the window down. I was like, um, can I help you? Why are you pulling at my door? I said, OK, this is where it gets crazy. So he says, please get out the car. I want to give you a hug. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I made sure there were people around. So I was like, I don't want to turn up missing. This is feeling like a movie. This is how the movie starts. OK, so I was like, well. Is this common for this area? It's like for a white guy to be hugging on black women at the train station. All right. So anyway, so I go pull off and, um, oh, I said, uh, we, we exchanged numbers. He said, I still want to take you to lunch. And I was like, I still don't want to go because I still don't know you. So I said, how about this? I said, how about you call me? Let's talk first because this feels really strange, excitingly strange, but still strange. Okay. So. I pull off and I go about my business and like one like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So anyway, I end up speaking to him later and we end up meeting up like maybe a week later. Okay, let's just say we hit it off. And I was saying some prayers because I was like, Lord, I never done this before. I didn't met this man two weeks ago. This is just odd. And it was going really well. So I was like, okay, please don't let this guy be a nut job. All right. So he said he was going out of town. He didn't live here. He lived in um uh in Hawaii. And so he was only here to, to see family and friends and he was going to be out and he wanted to uh, just see me before he left. All right. So we hang out and uh, it was actually later at night, the, the kind of nights where, you know, any, any, any later it's like booty call hours. But I didn't really think that at the time he told me that later on. But I was like, no, I wasn't really. Mm that's not what I was thinking but I had things to do earlier that day so I said okay well I'm done we can hang out whatever so he pretty much rolled out the red carpet and took me to like three different places and told me that uh he wanted me to go uh, uh change my shoes because he I look kind of uncomfortable in my heels I was like well you come on that's my sexy walk that's he's like no no don't you look you look uncomfortable so we went back to this hotel room so I changed into my flip-flops and we had went to another place to get drinks and very nice place blah 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 blah. all right so we hit it off and I had to say a prayer because I was like um feeling really um enamored like he was just like was very hospitable and I was like lord mm, well a few little drinky drinks and I was like, Lord, please help me keep the clothes on. Uh, let's just say I prayed didn't work. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. All right. So he goes away and we talk every now and then and blah, blah, blah. So here we have July and August. 
and I go away to, um, no, 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 July. Okay, July. We end up seeing each other again in July. And he says, well, uh, no, I'm sorry. That was August. I'm sorry. So July and August, uh, I go to a family reunion and stuff. And he, when I got back from all the family activities, he was like, well, you know, Nithya, I have a place to go uh, in San Francisco. It's a business um, trip. Uh, he, some partner he wanted to work with, her, his daughter was having a bat mitzvah. And he was like, well, you know, can you come with me? And so I was like, all right, cool. All right, no problem. So he flies me out to San Francisco, again, rolls out the red carpet. It's very hospitable, like totally awesome. We had a great time. And it was his birthday. And we went to meet um, uh, his uh, potential business partner, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so I started to notice a little bit of a red flag there, but I realized, did not realize it was a red flag at the time. So we're at the bat mitzvah thing at the um, the synagogue, and he starts to cry. I was like, what is wrong with this dude? That much, I, I, I know him a little bit, but not like that much where like I understand where this crying has come from. I found out later on it was coming from, but I just thought it was weird. But I was like, well, we probably won't be seeing him again after this trip, so don't even worry about it. All right. So great time in San Francisco. Now it's August and September. And in September, I ended up having to go to housing court. Okay. Remember that? I told you earlier in the story that renting that Uber put me in debt. Well, that amount of debt was the same amount of money I was behind in my maintenance for my co-op. And so I'm going to court and I'm like, okay, this is uncomfortable. And I'm being not a very responsible business owner. And this is crazy. So I go to court one day and I forgot the docket number. And the judge tells me, not the judge, the person who checks you in says, go to that computer in the corner, put in your information and get your docket number. So I go over to the corner, tap in some keys, and it pops up the amount of times I was in court. One was for like a credit card I had when I was in college and the company was, you know, trying to get their money. But the other times, it was at least about six other times. Five, five other times, five, six other times, I was in housing court for the same thing. So I'm sitting there looking at the screen and I felt, started to feel really nauseous. My underarms were sweating. I felt like I really wanted to faint because it just slapped me. And I was like, wait a minute. Is this a pattern I have? I really need to learn some financial, not per se the literacy, but like better financial habits. Because I will admit I'm not the best at managing my millions and my millions meaning like I'm a millionaire in my heart <laughs> but in my account it, you know the way it's set up it doesn't reflect that so I just said okay you know what Lord I have to make a change like right now right this minute be the responsible like business person and and just get your get your crap together Miss Hayward stop playing around so this made me sick like to my spirit sick so uh the judge said um I told the judge I was like you know what I'm just gonna sell the apartment I'm gonna go and from the proceeds proceeds the equity in the apartment I'll be able to pay whatever um I was supposed to um that that nine thousand I was behind so I was like the hustle me and hustling it, it the, the hustling isn't hustling for me and I need to do something about this so let me just sell the apartment back and do what I really wanted to do which was move to California okay 
I'm going to Cali and I'm going to grow my business. So my in, initial business is a, a educational entertainment company. So basically, I just provide staff, if it's not me, for uh, interactive and fun workshops and stuff and staff uh, uh, comedy shows for like retirement parties and for uh, corporate uh, staff outings, team bonding, all that good stuff. So I said, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it in California, which is where I really wanted to be. Okay. So I go home and I go to the storage unit I had downstairs under the building and I go in and I see some mold on on the stuff in there so i know this is unhealthy so i was like you know what i'm just gonna throw away all the stuff that i don't need and some things in there didn't belong to me so i was like look i got this stuff um just make a decision just throw it all out so i messaged um uh a a teacher friend because i had some of her stuff in there i said look child you know you want this stuff i i gotta chuck it because i'm making a move i'm moving so I went to the management office. I'm um, look. Um, what's the process to move out? So I got that ball rolling. So when I saw that mold, I was like, okay, get rid of it. And but I had to call my mom and tell her, look, mom, uh, stop paying the bill. And I really wasn't happy with the fact that my mom was paying this bill. So I said, look, mom, stop paying the bill because I'm just gonna move the stuff out. And further, mom, it's gonna move. Period. I'm just gonna sell the apartment and blah blah blah. I'm just gonna move. Oh boy, what did I tell her that for? All right. So I was on this path. I was California bound. I was hell bent in the terms of making California. And I had a, a little bit of a, a speed bump here. I had told my mom and I get a phone call from my aunt and my godmother about like not very supportive from from the godmother. It's like, well, what are you doing? Why are you leaving? And you leaving your problems and you're still going to have the same problem when you move. And I was like, first of all, godmother, what are you talking about? Like, that's not what's happening here. And so it wasn't a very positive conversation. So that pushed me some more to do what I wanted to do. All right. So fast forward to now, now we're in, in, in September. And I said, you know, I need to get out of this comfort zone. And my mom had an idea to have my cousin move into my apartment uh, so I can keep the apartment. And I really didn't want to keep the apartment. I wanted to be totally free and not tied to this apartment because I was serious. I didn't want the apartment to be a safety net to think that, oh, if things don't go well in California, I'll just move back. I'll just move back. And I didn't want that because I knew comfort zone is not where I needed to be. Okay, so. I gave in and set it up where cousin moved into my apartment. Okay, fine. But I was still determined to go. So I moved my stuff into my dad's apartment because uh, my dad, for some reason, he never slept in his bedroom. He So it was just empty space. So I put all my apartment stuff in storage and a few things because I didn't want to put my sewing machines and my crafting stuff in storage. So I put it in my dad's house, in, in my dad's apartment, and I went to stay with a friend in um, in Westchester. Again, mom was like, oh, don't do that. Your friend is married. You shouldn't move in there with her, her and her husband. And I was like, uh-uh, mom, I have to. So I called my friend and I was like, Sean, um, can I just rent rent a room? Because my uh, friend had a room in her uh, condo that she rented out, you know, for extra income. So I said, if you don't have anybody in there, I just need 30 days. I just have to get my head together because it, this is serious. So I went to the counselor and explained what happened with the counselor. And she said, oh, all I really had was stress. 
And I felt the stress was because I really wasn't living up to my potential. All right. So I'm chilling at Sean's and everything is going good. And I decided to get on to Indeed, indeed Indeed.com. And I put I typed in speaking a public speaking engagements, a public speaking teacher for instructor. uh, You know, all those things that uh, keywords that will bring up what you want. Okay, so up pops. Uh, uh, teach, teach in, in, in China. So I was like, oh, I don't think I really want to do that, but it sounds interesting and it has everything I need, but you know what, what the heck applies. So I pressed apply and I think it was like a really half-assed apply. It wasn't, they asked for a cover letter, but I was like, well, look, I have enough experience. If they want me, they want me. I'm not sending no cover letter. So lo and behold, I get an email the next day and I'm looking at the email like, Oh, shoot. Is this really happening? So I read it and I said, you guys really want me, huh? Okay, you know what? Go ahead. Just reply and set up the interview. All right, so I had the interview by Skype. And she asked me all these questions. Well, what would you do if you saw somebody who you thought was the person you knew, but it really wasn't? Because I guess that can happen a lot in China. You think you see somebody and it's not who you think it is. So I said, I answer all the questions. I would just say, hey, how you doing? Uh, I wouldn't make a big deal out of it, but I would feel like, you know, like, oh, sorry, you're not. Mm, okay. <laughs> hey, uh, have a great day. So whatever I told her obviously worked because a few days later, I get an email saying, welcome aboard. I was like, welcome a who aboard? What? Are you it, really? So in the course of a week and a half, I went and got accepted to teaching. I was, mm, I just stared at the email and I read it like, no, this isn't mm-mm. like fool. You applied for this. Yes, it's real. Let's go. So the lady, she ended up emailing me and calling me. I was like, Nithya, did you see the acceptance? Like, are you going to accept it? You have to press accept. I was like, oh, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll go pre- press accept. I was just so excited that, you know, you guys really want me. So I went and, and press accept. And she says to me, you have to have $2,000 to come here. Will you have $2,000? I was like, yeah, sure. Lying through my teeth, y'all. I, mm, I had $2,000 in spirit. Told y'all I'm spiritually w- rich. I'm, 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 I'm wealthy when it comes to spirit. But the pocket really wasn't saying that. All right. So I told you this is between September and October. So my, my baby cousin, I uh, was coming up to um, New York for her birthday and she was having a birthday party. And I said, I'm going to break the news to my family at the birthday party. Cause it's, you know, a bit much to say, Hey y'all, um, I'm going to China tomorrow. You know, I'll see you later. Bye. So I get to the party early and my mom and my cousins, uh, like three cousins were there already. So I said, before everybody comes, I want to tell you guys, I got accepted for a job in China. And so I hadn't told my friend yet. And I did tell her all I wanted was 30 days. And this is actually day maybe 20, 24, 25. So I hadn't told her yet. So anyway, so I said, guys, I, you know, I applied for a job in China and they said well when was this I was like well you know it was just a few weeks ago and they do want me to come and I initially told the girl I needed at least about um, another month to uh, get myself together to go to China because I had a car and I had to decide what to do with the car and I have an apartment blah blah basically I'm kind of making excuses and almost self-sabotaging this opportunity but I think God was like if you if your monkey behind does not 
go on this thing i'm gonna break your neck i kind of that's what like in my spirit that's what i felt the god telling me like don't do this don't mess this up so anyway so i'm sitting here talking to my mom and my cousins and one of my cousins said well nini hold on one one second let me talk to you for a minute so she puts me to the side she gives me this envelope so i'm looking at, i was like what's this oh is this for the baby you want me to put this you know car she says no silly it's for you so open up the envelope and it's fifteen hundred dollars and i got really weak me weak in the knees child i felt like i had to pee and my underarms were sweating she said what's wrong i said um what is this for she said well you know i had some some business um a business deal go through and i'm just giving this to you because i think you can can use it i think she kind of knew like what i was going through with the, the house i think my mom told her when i was going through with the housing court and so she was like here and i was like oh my god cousin thank you i almost passed out because I told you, I, I had the $2,000 to go to China, but only in my spirit. And here she's slapping me with, you know, $1,500. Now, let's go back a little bit. A week ago, prior to this, uh, me and chemistry were still talking. And I told him um, that I was going to uh, to China. And he was, oh, my gosh, that's great. I said, but I'm going to, uh, my cousins are going to take me out for my birthday. Uh, so we're trying to figure out what I'm going to do for my birthday because I won't be here. My birthday is in November. So I won't be here. And, um, you know, just figuring out. You know, when I'm doing my birthday, he said, well, for your birthday, since you won't be here, I'll send you um, um a gift. And I was, oh, that's, you know, that's nice. But you don't have to do it. He says, no, I really want to because you going to China is a really awesome thing to do. So he wires me an odd number. It was like $999 he wired me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, chemistry, thank you so much. He says, no, I want to support you in this. This is a pretty big deal, although I'm nervous about you going over there uh, because he does in international tra- traveling work too and he was like i'm just concerned about you being there by yourself so i said no i'll i'll be fine and lo and behold i had more than two thousand dollars to go to china so the flight was free the job paid for everything the the employer took care of everything the hotel and so i ended up leaving on november 4th much quicker and sooner than i expected to leave and I was like, Lord, how am I going to do this? So I did some research, meaning I watched some YouTube videos about going to China. And the time of I went was during this uh, major conference. And there may have been a chance I get there and the hotel not take me because they, they don't take foreigners when they have really um, important events. Because, you know, somebody may be acting silly. They don't want any acts of terrorism, blah, blah, blah. So good thing I watched that video because when I got there. It happened. It happened. Um, I get to the hotel that the the employer set up for me and it was like, well, um, we don't take you. So I watch enough videos to learn how to um, communicate once I got there. And plus the person who hired me, she did gave me some tips and told me what to do. So here I am, y'all. I'm in a whole nother country. I technically went into the future because I left on November 4th in in the morning no in the morning and i got there basically 12 hours into the future that felt really trippy okay so the jet lag hadn't kicked in yet because i'm so excited that i'm in a different country and i'm really trying to communicate like i'm 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 really doing this i'm i'm on my grown folk and right about now so i was like totally excited so i had messaged my um my friends and family that i made it to china and I'm in this hotel and I just lay in the bed and I was like, Lord, what just happened? And I pretty much kicked into to 
hyper mode and back in New York, I went to get my passport. Uh, I'm sorry, the visa. And my mom helped me do some stuff. And I, I'm looking at her like, mom, I'm really doing this. And so, <laughs> so I get there and I, I still couldn't believe I was there until like maybe like a couple of months later. It hit me I was there when I got there in November. Chinese New Year is a month and a half after our what we um, in, in, in America celebrate as Christmas and New Year's Eve. And so it's Chinese New Year and we get the announcement at the job to stay inside. And so the uh, the supervisor at the job was like, Nini, uh, the the government wants to, to shut down the the city because of the COVID. So we're learning about COVID and all of the New York tough, all of the New York Explorer seeped out of my little tinky t- twinkie toes. And I would just stare into space. I was like, what? Don't go outside. Lockdown. What's that? What? Wait, I'm sorry. I what? teach from home why now I had a real nice apartment but I wasn't expecting to spend four months in apartment I really wasn't I felt like super alone I was scared but never in any danger I I was I wasn't in any danger at all and I'm actually missing a part of the story because I had gotten stranded not stranded I got stuck in Hong Kong Macau but that's a whole nother story I had messed up my passport and how to get it fixed Man, y'all, I really got to tell you that, that because this will make it like a story like maybe an hour long. But anyway, I had just experienced something in Macau and Hong Kong. So to be in 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 a pandemic and not be able to leave the country, just total shocker, y'all. I I'm mm-mm, let's just say I had like some weak bowels, weak bowels and and and. And shaky knees, y'all. Cause nervous. I don't speak the language, but my coworkers were really, really supportive of me, and they pretty much carried my big brown behind the whole time. I mean, they really held my hand. I'm talking about even even held my hand when I had to go to the dentist to get my tooth replaced. My friend Daisy. Oh my gosh. Mm, Lord have mercy. I don't know what I would have done without my Chinese coworkers and my Chinese friends. They really helped me out to the point where. I feel like crying a little bit because it was such a blessed experience. I never had any problems. A few moments of of adversity, but it really was nothing major. My neighbors looked out for me. I had a little dog named Dini. She ate up my shoe. Oh my gosh. I I I got through the the pandemic and my aunt was trying to get me to come back home. Nah, y'all. I I grew up so much in that time so i'll tell you a, a, another actual in china story but fast forward to me coming back having to come back so in september of 2021 uh no no september of 2020 that is no was it 20 okay anyway september of of 2020 i get a phone call from my dad that he had a stroke and i was like okay what does that mean and my cousin upstairs in the same building was helping my dad out. And I have other family members who were helping, but it got to be too much because we're in a pandemic and you can't do and roll, move around the way we normally do because of this pandemic. Now, we had already 
finished with the pandemic. All we were doing was wearing masks and, you know, checking your temperature, going into the malls and stores. And so, you know, I have to come back to America who, and you guys were experiencing a lockdown again. I was like, Lord, I don't want to have to do this again. But it was getting to be a little too cumbersome trying to make appointments with my dad from a whole other country and I'm 12 hours ahead. So it just got so, so bad to the point where they was like, Nene, please come home because we can't do this. We need somebody, to, we need to be here because it's really difficult trying to take care of your dad, just us. So y'all, I had to break my contract and the the boss of the, the company sat me down and he was like, Nithya, this is odd times. We can't penalize you for breaking a contract because this is important. And another coworker had actually lost her dad, but she wasn't even able to go home to bury him. He's like, Nithya, your job is safe here with us. Just let us know when you want to come back. You're welcome to come back anytime because the parents and the students, they love you. So apparently he had gotten a report about my my job performance and and realized, Nithya, we, we want you to stay, but we know you have to go. So with tears in my eyes, I left because um, I wasn't ready. Spirit-wise, emotionally-wise, I wasn't ready because it felt like I, I was finding myself. Um, I was able to do some comedy shows over there, and I was learning the language. I can count to 10, but that's about it. Uh, <laughs> and I can say a few things, y'all, but it was really, like, spirit-wise. So, technically, I left on February 13th of 2021 in the morning, no, at night. And I arrived in America and redid February 13th. So I kind of sort of did the same day twice and totally went back in time and in a pandemic. And to be honest, y'all, I still feel like I'm adjusting and it's a year later. Who does that all the time? I'm not an international traveler. So, I mean, that wasn't common for me. So the time change and the fact that we're in this crazy pandemic thingy had a physical toll on my body as well as a mental toll. And me now I'm having to be a caregiver. And I just went from being carefree to taking care of a parent. And it's been really stressful and exciting all at the same time. And I still have some insecurities about being an entrepreneur. A lot of times I feel I'm not doing it right. And I feel like I don't have as much, I'm not as wealthy as I am spirit-wise. But all the time, or this whole time, I know for a fact God was carrying me and I could actually feel it sometimes. And I have to fix my mind to consistently be faithful. Not in other people, but honestly be really faithful. And it's it's really interesting. I feel like I'm going through an adult version of puberty at times. And I know for a fact God is carrying me. I really do. Unfortunately, I don't talk to chemistry as much. Uh, he ended up being, um, I'm just going to say a pothead. A pothead as well as uh, a user of booger sugar, if you know what I'm saying. And I knew that, you know, that really wasn't going to work. And uh, I didn't really make it into what it. it's not nice. But the mixed signal thing, I can see clearly through that. Thanks for a good time. Thanks for paying for my tooth to get fixed while I was in China. Thank you for supporting my Chinese journey but you know that's a that's a no uh so I'm still single <laughs> single uh you can catch my little uh I did dating at the 38 on TikTok and where I do tell a little bit of stories about 
my Chinese life. And I don't regret it. And I would do it all over again. And I probably wouldn't change a thing. And going through a pandemic is strange as hell. But you know what, y'all? It is totally worth it. And I do hope to go back in the future. But the way it happened had to happen that way. Very sudden. Because I might have missed out on it. And I really didn't want God to bring my neck. Or else I wouldn't be here telling you this story. I hope you enjoyed it. You're listening to Radio Theater for Your Soul with your host, Shanice C.L. Coleman. Thank you to featured storyteller, Ms. Nethia Hayward. She is an artist, an educator, an entrepreneur. Her company, Private Comics Inc., provides both education and entertainment, which equals what? Edutainment. Yes, Nethia Hayward can be contacted directly at www.privatecomicsent.com. That's privatecomicsent.com. Also via email at privatecomics at gmail.com and via Instagram at dating after 38. And that's the number 38. So it's dating after 38. Also, she can be found on TikTok at when dating after 38. When is spelled W-H-E-N dating after the number 38. When dating after 38. Also, she's on YouTube. Search for her by name and you will find her there too. Her name is spelled N-E-T-H-I-A. That's Nethia, last name Hayward, H-E-Y-W-A-R-D. Now, if you missed any part of Ms. Nethia Hayward's China story here on Radio Theater for Your Soul, please go back and listen anytime, as often as you like, and wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen on our website at radiogathering.wixsite.com slash radiogathering. And please follow us at Radio Gathering on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Listeners, Season 7 has one more new show for our spring series here at Radio Theater for Your Soul. Now, the focus has been solely on the stories being told. It has been all kind of stories and all kind of storytelling. No interview segment with the storytellers as in previous episodes. However, (laughs) stay tuned to find out if the interview segment will return in the future. The vote is out, but for the meantime, please do not hesitate to connect with the featured storyteller via their requested form of contact or via Radio Theater for Your Soul. They are waiting patiently to hear from you. And finally, I sign off weekly with a poem or what I call a poetic offering. My eyes open and I salute the brilliance of morning. The fuel of my soul begins to blend with its warmth. 
Something beautiful vibrates within my bones. I breathe with ease and my body is rested. My heart beats in harmony with the birds. Oh, I rise, stretch my arms, hands, fingertips. I touch the ceiling for I am 10 feet tall. I have gathered all the yesterdays. Yesterday it was brave to struggle, but on this new day, it will be brave to win. That poetic offering is titled, New Day, written by yours truly. This is Radio Theater for Your Soul, where storytellers gather around the mic. I am your host, Shani C.L. Coleman, also known as Courageous Love. A big thank you shout out to God, family, friends, ancestors, and you. Thank you so much for listening. It's Radio Theater for Your Soul. It's Radio Theater for Your Soul. With storytellers gather around the mic. Come on, let's go. Live readings, traditional, contemporary, original, scripted plays, film, and poetry. With storytellers gather around the mic to be with your host, Miss Shanice C.L. Coleman, a.k.a. Courageous Love, always just a cut above. Yeah. Storytellers gather around the night. Storytellers, where storytellers gather around.